This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I am thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I am speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So if you're looking for a meditation, you will not be finding it here, but we will be talking a lot about meditation. Specifically, we're going to talk about eight meditation practices that you can try when you are experiencing sleepless nights and insomnia. So we're really going with the sleep theme this week. We're working on getting more sleep, strengthening your sleep. And yeah, since I just released a full yoga nidra for sleep practice, which will definitely help you drift off to sleep, um, I also wanted to just give you some other practices that you can try if you find yourself waking up and need a little extra support for your sleep. So since some of the most uh, downloaded episodes ever of Mindful in Minutes, most of them are sleep episodes. So I know that we are not sleeping that well, or we like to use meditation to help us sleep. And I want to just kick this off by reminding you that having a regular meditation practice does help you get better sleep at night. So studies show that not only do you fall asleep faster, but that people who meditate sleep better as well and wake up less frequently. So if you aren't already incorporating meditation into your everyday life and you're struggling with insomnia or other sleep issues, I encourage you to do that. This also helps because meditation stimulates the hypothalamus, which is a part of the brain that is important for regular our sleep. It also helps to deactivate the amygdala, which is the pain, worry, fear center of the brain and the part that kicks off fight or flight. So if you are experiencing a lot of like racing thoughts or anxiety or worry during bedtime, you may want to incorporate extra meditation so that you can begin to shrink the amygdala and have smaller physiological worry, anxiety, pain, and fear responses. So that's like my little 
I guess my meditation PSA in a way. And plus, you know that I love some good science. So I had to sprinkle a little science in there as well. So one special announcement before I start sharing my favorite insomnia meditation practices, I did decide to add one more retreat to the 2022 calendar. I couldn't help myself. I just wanted to do one more. So I'm going to be co-hosting the Rest and Reconnect Women's Breathwork and Meditation Retreat in Colorado this summer with Sam Calawart. So Sam and I used to do retreats together before pandemics and babies, and now we're both mothers, and this is going to be our first time doing something together again. Sam does wonderful work with breathwork, and of course, I will be bringing in a lot of elements of meditation as well, and we're going to put it all together in this special long weekend retreat. So I will put all the information in the show notes. We'll be working on just retreating into nature, getting the rest you need, and also reconnecting to your soul space. And make sure that if you join this retreat, all you know, all spots are always first come, first serve. So if you go and there's spots left, maybe that means it was meant for you. But if you're going and you're signing up, make sure to use code INNERCIRCLE to save $100 because I love you and I want to spoil you. And that's it. So now diving into sleep. I'm going to be sharing eight of my favorite meditation practices for insomnia. So instead of doing a guided sleep practice, I really wanted to share some things that you can try on your own. Maybe you aren't able to access a sleep meditation that you like, or you just want to try doing something on your own. These are all ideas for you because let's be honest, sometimes it can be hard to sleep. So we're going to dive right in. I'm not even considering this like a true like meditation practice, but I find something to be really beneficial when I'm up and my mind is busy, maybe my mind is racing, is that I have to give myself permission to sleep and rest. It sounds so simple, but just reminding ourselves that sleep is important and this is the time to sleep and rest. I find myself being up a lot, thinking about just... I don't know. It seems like I'm always trying to like solve just my life's problems at like 3 a.m. I wake up with a random worry in my mind and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just, I'll just like wake up and I'll be like, oh, this thing is in this many weeks. I need to do this and I need to do that. And I need to follow up with this person. And I have to remind myself that all of those things will get done, but they're not going to get done at three in the morning when I'm laying there, like rolling around, worrying about getting everything done by my deadline or whatever's going on. So giving yourself permission to sleep and rest and reminding yourself of how important it is to take the time to sleep. This is where your body is doing all of its restoring and it's healing. It's rejuvenating. This is where our hormones balance, our immune system regenerates and works. There's so much happening in our bodies and in our brains that we need sleep for and, you know, so that we can function. I also have to remind myself sometimes I, from time to time, wake up just worrying about something to do with like baby pork chop. And I have to remind myself that I need the rest to show up as not only the mother that I want to be, but the person that I want to be and that I need to give myself permission to rest and get sleep. So that's not really like a practice, but it's almost like the pre-practice of just giving yourself permission being like, okay, yes, I have A, B, C, and D going on in life, but right now I'm going to give myself permission to set those aside. And maybe you imagine like packing them away in a box or in an envelope, or maybe you have to write down your to-do list for the next day, the night before, so you can just get it out of your mind. 
And then give yourself permission to take the time to rest and sleep. I know that sounds really simple, but for me, that makes a big difference. And it's just kind of a mindset thing where I'm like, okay, remember, like, now is your sleep time. This isn't your time to do this project or that project. Like, this is the time for your body to rest and sleep and heal and restore and rejuvenate. So it's like the pre-practice. Then the first practice is guided meditations, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already tried and maybe already enjoy. But whether it's me or it's someone else, I sometimes find having something to listen to and a guide to follow when I'm up in the middle of the night or my mind's really busy, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Sometimes just hitting play and listening to something really helps. It can be a guided meditation. I also sometimes like to fall asleep to audiobooks. There's something about just kind of listening to a story that's really soothing to me. So sometimes I'll do that. But of course, you know, I had to put guided meditations on the list because it works. And there's a lot of really great guided meditations for sleep and also like sleep stories and things out there. So that's that's the first one. But now I want to dive into like the good, you know, deep stuff. So one of my favorite practices when I can't sleep is counting backwards from 100 to 1 and then back from 1 to 100 and trying to stay focused on the numbers. And every time I lose track of what I'm doing or I get distracted or I can't remember what number I'm on, I start over again. I'm pretty positive I've mentioned this practice before. It's just one of my favorite practices in general because it's a great way to cultivate and strengthen your ability to concentrate on something. When I first tried this practice, like I think it was maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, I just very specifically remember practicing this like when I was pregnant and having a hard time sleeping. And I was shocked at how hard it was for me. And I thought, oh, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal right? Counting down from 100 to 1 in theory. If you're counting down like one every second, it should only take you like 90 seconds. No, no, that's, <laughs> that is not what happened here. It was really hard and I struggled and I found that I honestly fell asleep a lot while I was trying to practice this. And I believe it's because I was giving my mind something to think about, like something mundane to think about that wasn't whatever I was worried about or whatever woke me up. I just was focusing on counting down from 100 to 1. If you're really struggling with sleep, I encourage you to focus on counting back from 100 to 1 and then go back from 1 to 100. Chances are you'll either distract yourself enough where you won't be worried about whatever you were worried about or you will, I guess, like kind of get yourself bored and then you'll fall asleep. I think what was happening for me when I first started doing this practice was really that I just it needed to get my mind off of the thing that was like bugging me or the thing I was worried about and putting my mind, putting all that mental power on something else, like focusing on counting down distracted me just enough so my mind could quiet down and I could ease back in to sleep. So this is one of my favorite practices. It's super simple. You don't need anything. A variation on this practice is also to count your breaths. So think inhale, exhale, one. Inhale, exhale, two. And try to make your way to 100. This is a practice that is used a lot in yoga nidra to really just help you connect with your breath and get you to a relaxed state. In fact, a lot of these practices 
come from, in a way, come from Yoga Nidra. Like there are elements of Yoga Nidra scripts or practices that you can kind of pull out and do as your own standalone practice to help relax you and ease you either to sleep or back to sleep. So counting backwards 100 to 1 and then back from 1 to 100 or a variation, breathe nice deep belly breaths and try to count each one. So inhale, exhale one, inhale, exhale two. And then you just do that. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like I am, so it's a little ironic. I will be honest with you for a moment. (laughs) I definitely had a very strong coffee right before I uh, recorded this episode. And I feel like I can kind of feel it kicking in. It is (laughs) early in the morning. And you know when that coffee just like, you're like, oh, that coffee's kicking in. And that is uh, how I'm feeling right now. So I will try to keep myself reined in and to just share the meditation practices and to not be like, you know, going nuts when I'm trying to help you sleep better. All right. Our next practice, technically the third practice, is going to be body scans and putting each body part to sleep. So a body scan is exactly what you think it is. We've done these a lot on Mindful in Minutes. It is where you're scanning through different parts of the body. So maybe you're, you know, checking in with different areas. We did a really long body scan in the Yoga Nidra for sleep practice that was just released a few days ago. Or if you're listening to this in the future, the one that is before this episode in the feed, we did a really long body scan. The reason that we do that is because it works. It relaxes you. It gives your mind something else to think about. And body scans can be really great when you're feeling like restless or you're having a hard time getting comfortable or your brain is busy at night. Now, the body scan specifically that I like to do when I'm not sleeping is I like to lay in bed. And to me, it feels good to start from my feet and work my way up to my head. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You can go from head to feet. You can decide you want to go, you know, from the fingertips inward. You choose. But for me, I usually do feet to head. It just intuitively feels good to me. And what I'll do is I'll check in with different parts of my body. So like I'll think, okay, toes. And then maybe I'll do like a breath. And then it sounds silly when I articulate it, but I might say like, okay, good night, toes. Or I might, you know, feel my toes like go to sleep. So I'll focus on the toes, just let them relax, release tension, and feel them go to sleep. Then I'll move up to like the soles of my feet and the tops of my feet and the ankles and the shins and calves. And you can make this body scan as simple or as detailed as you would like. And I really like to, especially when I'm busy, like my brain is really busy and I'm struggling with sleep, I like to make the body scan really detailed. So like... I might check in with every individual toe. And then maybe I do like the whole right foot and the whole left foot. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And I encourage you as you are doing some meditation practices, like without a guide, without listening to a Mindful Minutes episode or any other guided meditation, try not to overthink it. I think that's one of the most common questions that I get when people ask about like, you know, quote, how do I know if I'm meditating right or the right way or correctly and I always tell people just just don't overthink it 
meditation is just single pointed concentration. So if you're inadvertently keeping yourself up even more because you're like, oh, shoot, what did Kelly say? Am I supposed to do the feet to the head or the head to the feet? You're definitely overthinking it and just start checking in with parts of the body. Let them relax as you bring your awareness to that area and then feel them go to sleep. And often for me, I have a hard time getting through the whole body. I'll fall asleep, you know, somewhere around different areas. A little variation you can do on this. This comes all the way back from my like energy healing and Reiki background. And something that I learned when I was in, I think, level one Reiki training was kind of doing some like self-healing in your mind while you're trying to fall asleep. So you can do this by checking in with your toes and then either seeing like a light come down from the toes or just sending some healing and restoration to the toes from your mind. And that I find to be a really soothing and relaxing practice too. And that's just a little variation you can do on the body scan. The fourth practice is the four seven breath. You may have seen this before. A lot of people talk about this breath and I believe sometimes they'll call it the four, I think it's like the four five seven or the four six seven breath. Basically what this is, the four seven breath is inhale for four, exhale for seven. I'm gonna talk about in a moment why a longer exhale helps you to sleep. But I want to talk about the one that you may see a lot of. I think it's like four, five, seven. Basically what they're doing is there's a breath technique that you see a lot when it says techniques for sleeping. And they have you add like a hold where you're holding your breath. The reason I do not do that is I personally, like when I'm feeling anxious, I tend to hold my breath. And I also tend to feel a lot of tightness in my chest. So for me, if I'm trying to fall asleep, Doing an inhale and then holding that breath feels like a little bit, I don't know, just gives me more anxiety. It puts more tightness in my chest. It just doesn't feel good to me, so I don't do it. So the version that I like is just inhaling for four, exhaling for seven. Now, it does not have to be exactly four and seven. You just need to start making your exhales longer than your inhales. So why does this work? This works because what we're doing is we're signaling to the body that it's time to rest and relax. So if you ever noticed when you get tired, you yawn. A yawn is just a forced inhale. Basically what's happening is that when you get tired, you start exhaling more and exhaling more. So the exhale is connected to like basically the rest or the feminine moon relaxation evening energy and the inhale is connected to like the masculine hot sun fire like day energy. And so when you start getting tired at night, you start to exhale more just naturally. And if you're exhaling too much, which usually happens when you're tired, your body will do a forced inhale to really get that expansion of the diaphragm and get a big inhale in, which is all that a yawn is. It's your body like automatically forcing an inhale to kind of get you back on track. Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food 
big messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to feed myself this week? It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasting meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy, nutritious options. You all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital. I like them for those busy days where I'm on the go with the kids, and I can treat myself to these restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. And we're talking really great ingredients here, like blackened salmon, yes please, and all of that without shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 and use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So when we're trying to sleep, one way to signal to the body that it is time for rest and relaxation and sleep is to start extending the exhales and making them longer. It sends that same signal to the body. Oh, I'm tired. It is evening. It's resting time. So anytime you're extending the exhales over the inhales, it's going to mimic that same uh, response in the body of, you know, being tired and getting you to sleep. So for many people, an inhale for four and an exhale for seven is what feels good. For some people, like an inhale for four or five and an exhale for eight feels better. You also can just drop the count altogether and just start making your exhales a bit longer than the inhale. So every time you exhale, just make it a little longer and a little longer. And you just kind of start sinking and getting a little bit closer to sleep. But there you go. That little practice and the science of yawns. All right. We are diving right back in to our sleep practices. So the fifth practice that you can do when you're experiencing insomnia or to help you fall asleep is one, and I, I tried really hard to remember where I first read this. I could not for the life of me remember where I first read this one, um, but I remember it was all the way back when I was living in Missouri. And someone said that when you can't sleep at night, that you should recount your day back from the moment before you fell asleep all the way back to the previous morning. I think I read it like in a magazine somewhere. But I can't take credit for this one because I read it somewhere, but I do find it to be really helpful. And I think it's that same kind of idea of like distract yourself just enough so that the brain isn't too busy and give yourself something else to think about so that you can quiet down enough to go to sleep. So what this practice looks like is you just basically reverse your day. So you go back to the moment like before you got into bed and then getting ready for bed. And then you think about what happened before that. And then you try to remember, oh, and then it was dinner. And then what did I eat for dinner? Then what did I do before dinner? And you try to go through your whole day all the way from bedtime back to like waking up the next morning. I don't think I've ever made it all the way through a whole day. I usually fall asleep sometime in the middle, but this is another practice that I've used and the people that I've shared it with also find it to be beneficial as well. So that might be an option if you are either having a hard time falling asleep or you woke up in the middle of the night and your brain is really busy. 
The next practice is one that I really like to use, which is taking yourself on a walk, like a mental walk. And it's going to be a really detailed walk. So this is, in a way, what I do when I'm writing some of the Mindful Minutes episodes, like the ones that are really detailed and have a lot of imagery in it, is I take myself to a place and I use all of my senses. So for example, think about a place that makes you happy. Maybe it's a beach or the forest or somewhere else. Pick a very peaceful setting and you're going to take yourself on a walk there. So you'll just start walking. Let's say you're walking on the beach. And you're going to check in with all of your senses. So as you're walking, you can imagine like looking around. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? Like what's the temperature like? What does the sand feel like under your feet? And you're just going to take yourself on a little walk and let your imagination roam a bit. So this is where you may get a little bit into the trap of, you know, feeling like, you are overthinking it in a way and try your best not to like just let whatever happens happens like oh I'm on a beach and it's sunset like you know don't ask questions just just enjoy the experience and really open up all of your senses and just imagine that you're going for a nice long walk in one of these places you can think about you know how it makes you feel when you walk here And really just using your imagination to take yourself on a little bit of a walk. This is something that I find to be really helpful and beneficial. Not only do you hear me use this a lot in some of our guided meditation practices, but it's also something that like I personally use. I like to imagine that either I'm going for a walk somewhere or maybe there's some other imagery that I like to use. Maybe it's sitting, you know on a beach. I don't know. I'm really not that much of a beach person, to be honest. I would probably pick a forest or like a mountaintop or like a cozy cabin, which you did hear me pick in the yoga nidra practice that I just did. We definitely went to a little cozy cabin uh, and just rested under the starlight, but that's kind of more my jam. But I know there's a lot of beach people out there, so you definitely can use the beach too. But just telling yourself a little story and letting your imagination wander as you take a little bit of a journey in the mind can sometimes also be a way to distract yourself and to ease you to sleep. Now in the seventh practice, we are returning to our breath, but this is breathing into the belly and then feeling yourself fall asleep by 1% with each breath. So again, the science behind this, when you take low, deep, easy belly breaths, like down into the belly, this helps to kick into the rest and digest and turn off the fight or flight. So again, not only do you inhale more when you're activated and you're in that fight or flight, but the breath also starts to move up a little higher into the chest. So if we hit the pause button, we slow down the breath, we send it really low into the belly And just take these nice, you know, long, deep, effortless breaths. And you can even maybe combine the two breath techniques that I'm sharing. And like every time you exhale, make the exhale a little longer than the inhale, but sending the breath down into the belly. And then as you're breathing, every time you exhale, imagine that like you're falling asleep by 1%. So it's like a tiny bit more asleep or like either you're falling asleep or sometimes I'm imagining that I'm like moving closer to sleep, almost like I'm stepping down a staircase 
And every exhale, it's like a little bit closer to sleep, a little bit closer to sleep and a little more and a little more. And I just feel myself. It's like, I don't know. I, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like every single breath out, I just slide like a tiny bit closer to sleep. And I think of it as just like 1% closer. 1% closer. Like my body's falling asleep. My mind's falling asleep. And I'm just kind of edging to that restful place. So that's a practice that I personally use a lot. You've heard me talk about it in a few of the episodes or use it, I guess, in a few of the episodes. But that's one that you can try as well. And the final idea for a meditation practice that you can use if you're experiencing insomnia is if you find yourself, this one for me is particularly helpful with like anxiety or I wake up like in the middle of the night with a specific worry. So you already heard that that's something I struggle with sometimes. I'll just, I don't know, I'm sure I was about to say, does this happen to anyone else? I'm positive this happens to other people. But for me, what happens is I'll often just like wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, it's always like, it'll be like, oh my gosh, this retreat is in this many weeks and I can't forget to email everyone and remind them of where the pickup point is in the airport or whatever. Or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this this one is real. This just happened the other night. I was like, oh my gosh, pork chop needs to go from his like infant car seat to his convertible car seat. And I need to remember to look up what the height and weight limits are for the convertible car seat so that I can so that I'll know when it's time to switch him to the convertible car seat. I don't know. It's always those like random things where I'm not going to do, I'm not in the middle of the night. I'm not going to be like, okay, now I'm going to go and like log into like the pediatric, you know, chart for pork chop and see what his most recent height and weight was and then compare that to the car seat specs and then figure out like when it's time to swap out the car seat. I don't need to be doing that at 2 a.m. I can do that during waking hours. But for whatever reason, it's like I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, my gosh, I need to do this thing. It's so important. And it always, you know how it always feels like so big and important in the middle of the night. And then during waking hours, you're like, what was I thinking? That's what happens to me a lot. So this final practice, this eighth practice, works for me when I wake up with like a specific worry or I want to work on really like releasing or healing something specific that's on my mind. This also happens to me a lot if I have like like a weird interaction with someone or someone says something that's like not that nice. Usually I can manage it pretty well, but then every once in a while I'll just like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I wonder what they meant by that, which I share this because I also want to normalize the fact that it's like, you know, my well, not my life's work, my adulthood work is meditation and introspection and yoga. And I still sometimes get woken up in the middle of the night worrying about, you know, car seat specs or thinking about, you know, what did that person mean? Or, you know, that person said something that wasn't very nice and it hurt my feelings. And then I want to rehash it like at two in the morning. And this happens to me too. It happens to all of us. But that's why I love to, and I've been feeling pulled to share more tools for your toolbox because for me, like meditation can be such a helpful and powerful tool as I'm moving through the human experience and navigating things like waking up at two in the morning, worrying about random things or wanting to rehash 
a weird conversation I had with someone or whatever. So this final one is great for those times. And that's meditating on something specific that you want to release or heal. So for example, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night feeling really anxious. And what you do here is you think about like, where do I feel this thing in my body or in my heart? So for me, when I wake up feeling anxious, I feel it in my chest. My chest gets tight and my heart rate really starts to beat pretty quickly. So I not only identify where I feel it in my body, but then I think about what the antidote to that would be. So for me, that feels like kind of melting that tension away and slowing down the breath. So what you do is you imagine basically the antidote to whatever you're feeling or whatever you want to heal or work on coming down and happening to your body. So for me, that looks like laying there, slowing my breath down, but then seeing this like light and I'll pick whatever color feels good to me. Sometimes it's white, sometimes it's blue, whatever color feels good. And I'll see it shine down on my chest and the light is warm and it's comforting and it's melting away that squeezing and clenching that's happening in my chest. It's basically just like melting and dissolving away my anxiety and helping to wash it away. And I find that just following your intuition is best here. So if you're like, oh, I really feel anxiety in my big toe, like, again, don't overthink it. Great. There's anxiety in your big toe. Let's work on it. Like, think about your big toe. What does it feel like? Does it feel like tension or does it feel sharp or is it a buzzing? Like what's going on there and what would the antidote to that be? And then as you're meditating, watch that antidote come and, you know, move through your body or shine down on your body or maybe you repeat a mantra and you can use this time to really rest but be working on dissolving and getting rid of that thing that's waking you up at night. This can be anything. It doesn't have to be anxiety. It could be maybe you're, you know, working through some grief or you're working through a certain kind of healing. You can also do this with your physical body. And an episode that I want to do a little bit later on, it's, you know, on my, I guess, to create list, but talking about how you can use meditation when like you're physically sick and ill or injured. So this is just a little like teaser to that, I guess. But the very like short high level way of doing it is you basically just imagine the healing process happening within you. So I just sent this to someone, to a student of mine who broke her ankle. And I was telling her that as she lays in bed and she relaxes to just imagine her ankle healing. So seeing the uh, like the bone reconstructing and regenerating, seeing the tissues around her incision, she had to get surgery, see the tissues around that incision beginning to like heal up nicely and be really healthy and strong. And if you're waking up with like something specific in your body or an ailment or an injury, you can meditate on healing and releasing and restoring that area as well. So that's another practice that I really like to do if something specific is waking me up in the middle of the night. So those are my personal eight favorite meditation practices for insomnia or sleepless nights. And just remember that if you are already doing a regular meditation practice, you're doing wonders for your sleep. Part of the human experience sometimes is having stress and having a hard time sleeping. There's many different factors that go into your sleep. And I've really been focusing on 
I guess doing sometimes doing a little bit of like a a sleep audit in a way, but just trying to be more mindful of things that seem to contribute positively to my sleep and things that seem to contribute negatively to my sleep. So for example, I just noticed for me personally, like if I ever have, which this, let's be real, this hardly ever happens, but if I ever have like more than like one glass of wine, specifically red wine, for whatever reason that like I'll wake up in the middle of the night feeling anxious. So I just don't do that anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. And I just notice that that for whatever reason happens in my body. So I'm adjusting that so it doesn't happen. I also, for me, have found that keeping like a notebook close to my bed is helpful because then if I wake up in the middle of the night being like, oh, I can't forget to do this, sometimes it's easier for me just to like write that thing down so I don't forget it and then go back to sleep. I try my best at all costs not to pick up my phone when I am waking up in the middle of the night. It's very tempting. It is very tempting for me to grab my phone and like start watching like some Netflix or do something else. But I try my best to avoid that at all costs because I find for me, it doesn't help. I also have noticed that doing less phone time and less scrolling before bed and swapping that out with reading or listening to an audiobook. So just like hitting play and then, you know, setting like my phone on my nightstand is really helpful and beneficial for me as well. So just tuning into the things that seem to be contributing positively to your sleep, like instead of scrolling at night, reading instead, or, you know, making sure that you aren't whatever, drinking red wine late at night. I, it's different for everyone. But just trying to pay attention to what's happening in your body and what's contributing positively to your sleep and what seems to contribute negatively to your sleep can sometimes help. And there's also just times where we're going to be getting more sleep and times where we will be getting less sleep. And that's just part of the ups and downs of life. So just being kind to yourself and being patient with yourself and just doing the best you can. And I think that is all that I have to share on that. I encourage you, like, give some of these practices a try. I hope that they help. I hope that they, I never, I was almost going to say sleep like a baby. No, now that I've had a baby, I don't, I don't know whoever came up with that, with that, like, phrase. And it's not true. If you're sleeping like a baby, you're waking up, like, all the time just like screaming and completely just like in torment it seems like all the time so I do not want you sleeping like a baby I want you sleeping like just I want you sleeping like a like a teenager just a very a sleepy teenager who doesn't have a lot of responsibility and just goes to bed at night and sleeps for a long time and wakes up feeling great or whatever. I hope you, you know, I hope, okay, this is getting a little far. I hope you sleep like Mila. I hope that you can start getting the sleep that my queen Mila or your fur baby gets. Just not a worry in the world, sound asleep, maybe snoring and just, just going off to doggy dreamland. That is how I hope you sleep and that you get all the rest and rejuvenation that you need and deserve. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this. Of course, if you enjoyed it, if you want to leave a review or a rating, I would appreciate that. But, you know, it's kind of like tips, not necessary, but always appreciate it. I don't know. I'm in the weirdest mood. <laughs> I'm in the weirdest mood. I think it's because of that coffee. I'm feeling a little silly and energized. 
but I'm just going to end it here. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope wherever you are, you are finding moments of peace and that you are having a wonderful day. Thank you.